So uh, this is podcast number five. Yes, it is. I think it's five. Five? Yes. Yeah, five, yeah. Currently wearing a hot air balloon floating over the Pacific Ocean. Yes. Over Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. Oh, my God. Such a yeah, good movie. Submerged. <laughs> Actually, we just got done. So we're recording these all on the same day, and so we just took a long break. And both Why do you tell people our secrets? Man? I know, right? Yeah. And uh, we're like pretty freaking, you know, we're, we're, we're in a food coma. Food coma is good. Yeah, we just had a great big hamburger. Yeah. All right. And so the topic uh, yeah. right now, uh, why don't you take it? Okay, I'll take it. Uh, t- Tony's going to leave this one more to me. Uh, yeah, this is a little nerdy, but whatever, I'm doing it. Um, so I wanted to do this topic, and it's everything you need to know about life you can learn from rock and roll. Sure. And in particular, rock and roll from our generation, our era. Define that. Uh, 68 through 95. Oh, wow. Okay, that's whoa, That's a... Big old, but yeah, plenty of good rock in there. Primarily focusing on seventy-two to eighty-two, probably. Okay. So mostly seventies, but spilling over a little bit. Definitely. I mean, so. like I said, I well, the seventies or seventies, eighties. Yeah. And they were real different. They were different, but yeah. But uh, well, we clearly. had such a wide. So I find this to be interesting. If you look at um, rock and roll in general. Mm-hmm. One of the things I find interesting is they look at all the music before rock and roll, and most of it was n- wasn't dealing with topics that were serious. Well, sometimes, but mostly it was like, um, you know, country and western music was storytelling. Most of that was based in storytelling. Um, some of it was sad stories or whatever, but right. you know, most of it was storytelling. So, so when you say ro- because rock, you know, you think about the earliest rock and roll, that would be the fifties. Fifty, I think yeah. Elvis was fifty four. I think right, something and there was, like that. You know, that like Buddy Holly and all those <clears throat> folks. Yeah, after back. that, yeah. Then you kind of had, and again, you know, not that we need to un- uncork the timeline, but you know, you had the fifties. That was kind of your your you know that that kind of style, the early rock and roll. And you had like mm-hmm. the the early sixties and the okay, psychedelic sixties. So if, if you're still in the fifties, though, you're talking you're talking Elvis, you're talking Buddy Holly, you're talking sure. those things. But look yeah. at the look at the subject matter. Most of it is still about love, right? Of relationships. Course. Most sure. of it was relationships. Teeny bopper stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, and and most of the music prior to that, uh, going back to like Bing Crosby or in the thirties and all that. Most of that music was about relationships and good stuff. And, and I don't know, maybe that's because life was hard and that was an uplifting sort of a relief, you know? Sure. But by the time we get into the 60s, we start tackling more serious topics. Sure. In, in music. And um, there's a million examples of that. Right. I, I would think that it's interesting because, uh, because I think I thought about this recently is that, you know, a lot of times with rock and roll and even music nowadays, but definitely with rock, there, you know, a lot of it was kind of relationship focused. Mm-hmm. You know, big mm-hmm. love, you know, love stuff, <laughs> and then, uh, but then, yeah, there's definitely rock that, uh, that like, uh, that you're like, well, you, I, you know, I can, we can, we can start going out examples, you mm-hmm. know, but well, but, so yeah, my point is basically yeah. that you, you, we start tackling things like philosophy and rock and roll and Kansas dust in the wind, right? Right. The perfect example, like sure. you listen to that song, and it, what it tells you is it's it's all fleeting, right? Nihilistic. Yeah. It's it, man. It's your dust in the wind. And right. you could relate it to the biblical stories, right? Ashes to ashes, dust to dust, right? It's, right. That's kind of where we came from and it's where we're going to end up. So I don't remember things like that in earlier music being tackled, you know, in that way. Right. Poets poets tackled that for centuries. Mm-hmm. Um, and philosophers, of course. But um, And another good example is Styx, The Grand Illusion. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, yeah, I love, I love Styx. Yeah. So the, I, I, I printed out some of these so we could... Um, check out some of the lyrics like for example uh in the grand illusion there's there's a paragraph or a, a phrase don't be fooled by the radio or the tv or the magazines um, they show you photographs of how your life should be but they're just someone else's fantasy right so that's automatically it's like wait a second that's deeper than she loves me yeah 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 right right it's, it's deeper than that right. uh and then if you think your life is complete confusion because you never win the game just remember that it's a grand illusion deep inside we're all the same right. so again it's like okay there's a message there mm-hmm. you know and it's actually a positive message sometimes it's not always right right sometimes it's it's not good but then you get into this this whole era of anti-war right the whole anti-war thing mm-hmm. 
Man, there was a lot of good music that came out of that. Sure. One, one comes to mind is uh, Credence's Fortunate Son. It's still yeah. my all-time favorite. Oh, man, that's a great tune. It's a great song. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And it's it just it tells you the rich people don't send their kids to war unless right. the poor people. Yeah, you know, and uh, it, well, one thing about that song, definitely, uh, it still rocks, man. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? It's, it's an it's insanely good, good song. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. good music as well as the lyrics. Right. Good. And that, that um, brings me to Black Sabbath, War Pigs. Mm-hmm. And it's the same message. So that song is about politicians starting these wars, but they don't send their children. Right. Right. Um, and so if you go through the lyrics of that, it talks about they're going to get their own in the end. Mm-hmm. So uh, Satan will come for those guys. Mm-hmm. So it, it, most people thought of Black Sabbath as this satanic worshiping. Yeah, I don't know if you remember that, that stigma that they had. You know, they were like yeah. very dark. And, sure. You know, one of the stories about biting off bat heads and concerts, <laughs> you know, all that shit. Sure. But, I mean, this is a great example. If you listen to the lyrics of that song, it's like, hey, man, there's actually a, there's a real message in there that's, that rings of truth, you know, and it rings, it rings hard. It's, it's difficult to listen to sometimes, but it, it's legit. Um, let's see. Okay, so let's move on to one that you I know you're very familiar with, and I think you and I will agree on this one, is um, Rush. The, oh, God. The Trees. Yeah. What a song, man. Right. Like, how could you how could you take a messed up society and write a song about it and uh, relate it to nature and trees? Like, it's perfect, man. It's Neil Peart. Yeah. Neil was amazing. I mean, uh, God, great loss. Uh, but, you know, of course, I think we all, you know, 2112 is an amazing album. And, uh, and, I, and of course, Moving Pictures, because that was about the age. You know, yeah. I remember moving, you know, I was that was my introduction to Rush. Signals, maybe. Right. But, uh, but God, man, you know, I can't, you know, it's weird. As I've gotten older, I can't get enough of Rush, you know, so. Yeah, it's because, again, I think it has that, that, that ring of truth that goes through it, you know. Yeah, well, plus, again, like, like we're saying, I mean. I'm just thinking. I'm thinking through. Uh, I'm thinking through moving pictures right now. And if there is there any song where it's directly focuses on relationships, and I'm not too sure. I don't think so. I mean, yeah. uh, limelight's I mean, the closest you're going to get. Yeah, but even that's just uh, you know that's a very personal song, man. Yeah. That's just that is just so Neil Peart, you know, yeah. Yeah, because exactly. uh, you know he. You know, he wanted to be the best possible drummer, but he didn't. It, he didn't care it, about being famous. Didn't yeah. care about in being fact, famous. Didn't, he didn't like it. He didn't, he didn't want like to people be, yeah. come, like the yeah. whole line in there. You know, yeah. uh, treating people like a like there's some old long lost friend. Friend, yeah, friend, yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, but man, I know a song that we uh, that we listened to back when we were driving up the keys. You know, Red Barchetta. Uh-huh. Oh my God, what a great song! That's man. a great tune. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's a story. It's, it's such it a great is. story. You yeah. know, and then you know Tom Sawyer's amazing, of course. Yeah. But uh, but all their stuff, you know. Uh, well, Spirit of the Radio, that's, that's oh, another good example, right? Amazing. Listen song. To that. And, and it basically, it's talking about the hypocrisy and and, oh, and, yeah. and the different layers of what it takes to be in the rock and roll business, right? right. How, how hypocritical some of it is, but right. how rewarding some of it is at the same time. So again, it's a co- that's a complex idea that's right. that's put to really good music you know the thing about rush though it's like you read the lyrics and you're like how does anybody sing yeah. these <laughs> lyrics man you know yeah and man it, but the, but he makes them melodic you know yeah he like, does you know, so. he, he complains about he, well he well the video the um what do you call it the documentary that i watched yeah. about them he complained about that you did know, he like, really yeah he's like oh shit neil writes these great lyrics but how the hell am I supposed to sing this? Oh you know? no, I, I, there, there's a few documentaries. I don't know if we're talking about the same one or not, but I, yeah, they're and they're you know they're just they're very yeah. average guys, man, normal dudes. Yeah, that just uh, write incredible music. Yeah, they're they're you know, yeah, but uh, it is funny because you talk about that, like the you know the uh, spirit of the radio. Uh, yeah, even like Billy Joel had the Entertainer, same thing. They talk, yep. yep, you know where. Yep. If I don't get sold, I'll end up in the back looking yeah. and then and the, the can of beans. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so uh, but anyway, I just I just find that to be kind of interesting. That in, in, in paralleling that, right? What has happened to the entertainment world, right? And and I don't know if it's um, a good thing or a bad thing. I'm kind of undecided. But if we back time up to let's just say roughly around the Dark Ages, the medieval times, mm-hmm. um, bards. For example, we're well respected, right? Musicians were all well respected in terms of like, oh, that takes talent to do what this person is doing, singing, you know, playing lutes or whatever the hell they were playing, <laughs> right? But but they weren't superstars. I, I'm nodding, but I don't really know. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, if I open a closet, there's a lute in there. I know. Oh, there's, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So I got two of them. Yeah. They weren't gonna get lute lessons. <laughs> 
<laughs> I need some loot strings. Maybe I got some of those. Yeah, but but uh, no. So but but those guys were, um, you know, they were they were entertainers for right. the most part. But they were they were not superstars. They were not untouchable. No. This this megastar kind of thing. And I think all that started to happen around that Elvis time frame. You know, you maybe even a little bit before that, because some of the country yeah. and western Grand Old Opry folks, you know, from from late forties and fifties. I hadn't thought about that. You know, only because when did fame start becoming a thing, for, for especially for entertainers? I, I think, I mean, did I, they copy the movie business? Because the movies really started taking off in the thirties. Yeah, thirties. I think probably there was probably people that were locally famous, you know, there were yes. actors at like yeah, theaters sure. and stuff yep. like that. Uh, you know, going back for when for wherever. Oh, like you no know, shit, Shakespeare, right? But right. but with that said, uh. Yeah, you know, probably a little bit before that, but I, I think true, like, like I think I think you might be onto something in that, maybe you know, big band stuff and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You mentioned like movies; they're definitely huge movie stars. Sure, because you go back to like Charlie Chaplin or whatever. But mm-hmm. I think maybe when things became national and international, as okay, people, but, yeah. But think about that for a second: Charlie Chaplin or the big band guys, right? If you went to see a big band show, let's say you went to uh, that kind of like that stereotypical movie scene of a big band, you know, there's a restaurant with all the tables and the big bands playing. Which would be awesome. Yeah, and everybody everybody applauds and all that stuff. But after the show, you could go up and talk to those guys. Like, hey, man, that was a great performance, you know, and it was it. Yeah. Nowadays, forget it, man. No. Well, you know, same with, and again, only because you know I've I've kind of looked into a little bit, but even like sports, you know, like same deal, like like you know, you'd go watch a game, you'd go watch the the Brooklyn Dodgers play, Mm -hmm. and then you after the game, you'd walk home with the players. Yeah. Yeah. That's gone. Yeah. Long, long, long gone. gone. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that same thing happened to musicians, and um, I think it's to the detriment of music. I think it's a really difficult thing to to live with that level of stardom and then still be prolific. You know, still still write. I guess, meaningful music. And that's what's the thing about Neil Peart that I think is so awesome is that, you know, he kept most of that stuff at arm's length. And yeah. they would go on the tour bus and he would ride his motorcycle between gigs, you know, instead right. of going on the tour bus and feeling yeah. like a superstar. Man, I got to tell you, it was so just the whole thing with Neil, man, I mean, his life. Oh, tragic. Tragic. I mean, for, for one, you know, and I think, uh, you know, what it, you know, uh, Alex and, and uh, Getty yeah. even even acknowledged the fact that he was always kind of, you know, there was them and there was him, mm-hmm. you know. And no, no, I mean, they loved him, but, but, but the, you know, but he was they, different. they, yeah, he was different. yeah, they, they grew up together, you know, and so they always had that. And then, you know, he had all the death in his family, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah, you talk about the whole, I know in the documentary, they talk about how he, uh, like, I, I forget who passed away first, either his wife or his kid. I can't I remember. I think it was his wife. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, anyway, but both those people, you know, he lost both those people and he like rode his motorcycle, like, like all over Central South America, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. You know, because people didn't know him, you yeah. know, and he was—he he had that kind of freedom. Yeah, and, but, it was, uh, and it was meditation time for him, you know. It yeah. Was, it was time to, oh, for introspective. It, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I can't even, I can't even imagine. And by the way, uh, the only concert I think Doug and I have ever seen together is Rush. Was Rush, yeah. yeah. so. That yeah. was in what, probably like. Miami. Yeah, like 91 or 92. Yeah, I yeah. still got the tickets, though. You're kidding. Yeah, no, I still got But it. what album was it? Do you remember? Oof, no, I was don't. It, was it with an album? I don't I know. Have it, I have it in my CD case uh, with moving pictures, but it wasn't the moving Mo- pictures. Moving, yeah, yeah, no was, different. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. seen them in concert three times. Yeah. So, uh, and they're awesome every time. Oh, just, yeah. well, it bugs me because I know they're probably never going to tour again. Well, they're not. Yeah, they won't. Yeah, yeah they won't, but, but yeah, yeah, shit. Good stuff, yep. yeah. But, um, yeah, so that's kind of all I really wanted to talk about was the was the the kind of the impact, I guess, that, that rock and roll has had on the the philosophical approach mm-hmm. in the world, and I don't even think it's all good because you have some some musicians out there that are dark, you know, and they and they put music out. I think that has a detrimental effect on society. Example um, for me, an example would be um, Bob Dylan. Oh, really? Yeah. I am not a Bob Dylan fan. I am not either. I do not like Bob Dylan. I but I but I think did, so, you, did you ever watch by the way uh, I am totally going non sequitur here just for a second. Go. Yeah. Uh what was that movie uh starring oh shit I'm, my brain is cutting off but he, uh uh the guy who starred in uh Step Brothers with Will Ferrell. Oh shit. That guy, and he, yes. yeah and he and he did this movie oh my god I'm just basically just throwing the stuff out but but he was a, he played kind of a it was like a 
uh, Dewey Long story. Walk Hard, the Dewey Long story was the name of the movie. I don't think I've seen that. Oh, it's, it's uh, but he, 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 it's just a kind of like almost, uh, it's, uh, you know, extremely broad, almost like airplane kind of humor, the movie Airplane. Mm-hmm. Not quite there, but close. Which, you know, that should have been on my list. Oh, no doubt, yeah, no doubt. But, uh, but, uh, but close, but... But he does like we're we're gonna look it up when this is over. Okay. But where he does like at first he does like Elvis, uh-huh. and then he's like you know then Johnny Cash, and then he gets uh-huh. into the psychedelic era, and he does like this Bob Dylan thing, uh-huh. and uh, it is so spot on. <laughs> but so but but you listen to it and you're like this is he's he's captured why I don't like Bob. Rim job, fairy teapots, mask the temper tantrum. Oh, say, can you see him? Stuffed cabbages, the darling of the laundromat. The mouse with the overbite explained how the rabbit. What the hell is this song about? I have no idea. You guys are idiots. This song is very deep. Inside the three-eyed monkey within inches of his toaster Yeah, and uh, it's, it's a great movie. It's a, oh. great, it's a great comedy. I'll have to check it out because to me, it's Bob Dylan's like the original emo. You know, yeah. I, I, I don't like that guy. Yeah, I, yeah well, it's, I, I recommend the movie. You'd like it. Okay. I, I, maybe, I don't know. I have no idea what you like, but you, well, you yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah, you probably Well, I, I put Bob Dylan up there with a really similar to every Woody Allen movie. Um, really similar to all that, like, uber New York stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Anything that is, like, uber New York. And Woody Allen is basically 100% New York. Spike Lee, yeah. same thing, right? Yeah. All of the all of their perspective on things is so different than mine that I, I just I can't relate. I don't like it. I don't want to like it. I don't feel like I'm missing anything. Of course, if you talk to their fans, they're going to be oh, my God, it's the greatest thing ever. Yeah. You know, whatever. And I'm just like... Well, I, that- I, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of. I mean, again, I, I definitely have a popular. Uh, like Springsteen, same way. Yeah, no, no, I mean, I, there's like one or two Springsteen songs yeah, I can yeah, kind of get the behind. Cheesy popular stuff from yeah, the 80s, right? Sure. Well, even even uh, like uh, uh, Born to Run, I like. Okay, mm, you know. Yeah. yeah. But it, but it's just a, it's a good rock song yeah. to me. But but once you get into the lyrics, I'm it's not my favorite. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I I mean, I, well, I, there's definitely music. Uh, that's maybe this new podcast we should be like guilty not the, whatever the opposite of guilty pleasures is is like music that people really really like and i just don't like it you and know i don't get it yeah. i don't get it, it yeah. and another uh, you know I, I could definitely get into it but yeah. there's people and I, and I just know that that would probably generate all kinds of hate oh yeah the beatles but would be top of my be, list beatles beatles yeah. i mean i probably think at the time and this is we're really going off here but at the time if the beatles were around i probably would be like yeah they're fine but but it's just one of those. I, I, and here's a really a, a huge stretch of an example, right? Mm-hmm. Like like Citizen Kane, for example. Everybody's okay. like, "What mm-hmm. an amazing movie!" Yeah, yeah, Citizen yeah. Kane's we amazing movie. About that, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I watch it in in the context of what I know right now. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, that's all right. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's okay. Yeah. You know. And, and and same with the same with the Beatles. You know yeah. what I mean? Like uh, like yeah, you know, their early stuff is strictly just three chord so stuff. Pop, yeah. 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 And then their later stuff, you're just kind of like. Uh, yeah, I guess it kind of brought in psychedelic kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but it's not anything. It's not appealing to me. It's just not anything I, I really get behind. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I guess in a way it's interesting, but I, but I am never, ever, ever going to be like, oh, let me put together a Beatles playlist. Yeah, name. Nope. Yeah, never. And so here's this on that same note. Um, I had a neighbor across the street when I lived in California that was, um, gosh, gosh, man, he pirated music like crazy. Yeah. And he had a music collection that was massive, all digital, you know, and he gave it to me. It just brought my hard drive over and, you know, burned all the music. Right. I immediately just deleted all the Beatles stuff. <laughs> well, I just knew I'm never going to listen to it. I just don't care. I mean, <laughs> that, is just... com- that is commitment to dislike, man. No, I mean, it's not even that. It's just like it's taking up space. I know okay, I'm okay, well, never going to listen to if it. If you need the space, I get it. No, yeah, it was just like, me. Eh. It's, it's something else I have to filter through. Sure, you know. So anyway, yeah. Well, well. Okay. So, yeah. There, there's that. You know. I don't. We, again, we don't. We maybe one of these days we should. We should. That would be an actually interesting thing to do. Just to to do a Beatles episode. No, no, no. To just say like this is, this is everybody loves this band. I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it. It could be. Yeah, but uh, but with that said, I, well, you get kind of back on the things that like, like to me that music. You know that I think everything you you know that I could learn was uh, was a. Uh, uh, you know, I can learn through rock and roll. Uh, Bob Seger. Hmm. God, man, I can, I can, yep. 
yeah, they're, they're, like I listen to now. Obviously, he does love songs, but mm-hmm. but you look at like a lot of stuff, even into his eighties. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, they're just kind of like wow. You know, it's just, well for him. For, well for me, listening to Bob Seger, mm-hmm. I relate that a lot to the similar to um, Jackson Brown. Yeah, like yeah. very very good songwriting musically yeah. and lyrically. Yes, like they find the right words. They mm-hmm. use enough of the right words. It's not all filler. There's no yeah yeah yeah. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? There's none oh. of that. Well, but, yeah. Bob, uh, Jackson Brown is a is a poet man. Yeah, really no doubt. Yep, and, yes. and and then writes very good music to 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 accompany his. Yeah, I don't know if you know this, but he, they were good friends with the um, the Eagles, and he really? helped us co-write a lot of that stuff. Glenn Fry. Hmm. Uh, yeah, they were they were buddies. I can but, see it. Yeah, so they I think they were touring LA and the circuit there before they were famous um for a long time prior to them actually hitting. But um yeah, some of the other things that, that Oh crap, Bob Seeger's touring. I'm sorry. Oh, is he? Yeah. Let's go. I would go see Bob Seeger. Yeah. We'll come back. We'll circle back around. Yeah. That. So um but uh, Leonard Skinner, like most people don't think of them when they oh, think my of God. like, you know, Whatever. Did you see? Did you see the documentary about? I them did. Recently? Yeah, that yeah. Was pretty awesome. You know what was interesting about about that is that you wouldn't. Th- they're they're great live, but I guess uh, Van Zant was a was a slave driver when it That's came. That's what it to, sounded like. Yeah, yeah like 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 it, it, all because you know it's funny because you listen to like all, the Almond Brothers, right? Mm-hmm. And they're all about riffing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. sometimes to a point where you're like. Just, all right. Yeah, yeah, just in the in the song. Sky, in the song, right? It's like, like oh I'm my god! It's oh, like Jesus Christ! Is this the same song? Uh, yeah, lost? yeah. Oh my god. Exactly. Well, I just, I just got back. I was going to cook a turkey. Yeah. You're still. <laughs> you're like still playing those chords, but uh, but but yeah, the the Leonard Skinner. They were so amazing live because. You know they played that stuff so much, exactly, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I guess they like you talk. You talked in the last podcast about how, you know, you, you had like a built, you had a built shed. That's kind of what they did. They yeah, had, they had like a built, yeah, built in the middle of Mississippi. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, if you take their song, um, "Give Me Three Steps." Right, give me three steps towards the door. Guy gets mm-hmm. caught dancing with a girl in a bar, and it's somebody else's girl. And yes, he's staring down the barrel of a thirty-two or thirty-eight or whatever it is. Yeah, that's and, one of the best songs ever, by the way. Well, yeah. So, mm-hmm. but if you listen to it, um, that's a that's a cool story for one. But the the moral of the story is don't mess around with other people's girls. Right. You know, you're going to get yourself right in trouble, shot or otherwise. Mm-hmm. But then they they one up themselves on that when they wrote Saturday Night Special. Right. And that's just about how easy it is to get a cheap gun on the streets for right. twenty bucks. And there's a there's a very um, clear line in, in that song saying we should just throw them all at the bottom of the sea. Right. You know, so it's kind of a gun control song. Kind of so. is a gun control song. Yeah. Yeah. So, I've thought about that when listening to it before. Yeah. So. I wonder what kind of spurred them to do that. Because I mean, they're from the south. Yeah. Well, I would think they they probably have seen some of their buddies get shot. I mean, you know, in yeah, stupid well, drunken that, poker games, that's kind of what that it's kind of what this, they the allude to in the song. Well, you know, it's interesting because like a lot of the, uh, uh, the the band members that are still alive are mm. are you know they're pretty conservative now. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So mm-hmm. so uh, which is a, a big big pivot, I guess, if for when you think about gun control. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, then we move move out of the 70s. Well, sticking with the 70s, we got Take It Easy, right, from the Eagles. Great song. One of the, one of the songs that made them uber famous, right? You know, I, I love the Eagles, but, man, to me, I, I think I, as a kid I overplayed the Eagles. Oh, yeah? Burned? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Well, I'm not, you know, well, I know you talk about Take It Easy. Mm. And, of course, you got Hotel California. Yeah, yeah. There's a million. They got so, so yeah. many hits, yeah. Yeah. But, but, yeah, like but on, the, on, on the lines of, 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 you know, things that we could learn in life from rock and roll, Take It Easy, that's it, man. Don't let the sound of your own wheels drive you crazy. Right. Right? That's mm-hmm. that's it. That's a great line. Um, the long run? Oh, yeah, man. It's all about commitment. That whole thing is about you got to yeah. be committed, you know. In the long run, this is what really matters. Don't fall for those short little traps. Exactly. Um, are you a Dire Straits fan? Yes. Oh, I, I went to go see him in concert for uh, the whatever, whatever album had uh, uh, Money for Nothing. That was that wasn't communicate. Communicate was earlier than that. Brothers in Arms. Brothers in Arms. Yep. Yeah. So, which is interesting because if you listen to that song, Brothers in Arms, oh man, check out the lyrics of that. It is awesome. Really. Epic tribute to the people in the military in any country. It's it's uh, it's ubiquitous, but it's about giving up 
the things that you have at home and are you comfortable with and going and, mm-hmm. and fighting for your country or what you believe in and the people around you are your brothers in arms and one day you'll be able to go back to your you know wherever you come from and you no longer mm-hmm. have to have that commitment to your brothers in arms so that's a to me the music in that song is super cool too it's really airy and mm-hmm. open and spacious and this this is getting into my audiophile nerdness um but when you listen to that on vinyl on a really good stereo it's like wow you can mm-hmm. feel it man it's just around you like the music right. surrounds you it's yeah super good. man I, yeah, I tell you talking about uh just songs that i thought were uh what was it? Uh, I might need to look it up, but Mark Knopfler was the he's mm-hmm. he's, he's a guitar, guitar and, yeah, and, and, and the vocal, vocals, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and so uh, and I mean, uh, what was that song? Water was it down by the waterline or something mm-hmm. like that? Oh yeah. my God, uh, the uh, this the guitar in that. Oh yeah, that guy's a great guitar player. It, I, I saw I saw an interview with him once, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Man, you got such a cool style, man! Like that slow kind yes. of like deliberate kind of." style where did you develop that and he said i honestly wanted to play faster i just can't play any faster <laughs> so that's, that's, that's how it all well, fell into place and, you know? and again i think he's got with that he's got a little bit in common like eric clapton you know mm-hmm. things like that yeah, the phrasing and yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah but dire straits is amazing oh man i love that band. Yeah. i listen to him all the time um we were talking earlier about jackson brown what about that song running on empty oh it was a great song yeah well you know it's funny because i you know I, I ride bikes you know and i have like a list of uh you know, like a cycling list, mm-hmm. you know, that song's on there. Yeah. Because it's great. Yeah, you know? it's a great tune. Yeah. yeah. Just talking about, you know, how we all get caught up in life and yeah, and we just keep going. And at some point in your life, you find yourself running on empty and you just keep going. Yeah. You know, it's just what you do. And so, yeah. Oh, and the plus, very I think because he was in his young 20s when he wrote that. Yeah. Like, I think, well, he even talks about it in that song, if I remember correctly. He does, yeah. yeah. About how. There's a little timeline about when he's yes, 17. It, yeah, and, 69, yeah. I was 21. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So. And then here's one for you. Pat Benatar, Hell is for Children. Oh, God. Well, I love Pat Benatar. Yeah. But. Well, Hell is for Children is about uh, child abuse. Yeah. You know, that's exactly what it's about. It's about kids, you know, going to school with a black eye saying, oh, I fell off the swing. Yeah. You know what I mean? We know better. It's getting beat it's at home. Like, well, yeah, but this is my point. Like, this isn't, I keep picking on the Beatles, but this isn't, she loves me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, this is serious crap, and you can like it or not like it, whatever. But, no. you know, my point is just that it, artists started to, Experiment with with these darker and sometimes broader, sometimes more serious topics in music. And I, and I think obviously, you know, there were singer songwriters too. Mm-hmm. A lot of them, yeah. Yeah. So. Yep. Um, okay, this one's gonna this one's gonna get you. Mm. Pretty much anything made by Pink Floyd. Yeah, of course. I mean, okay. So here's one. We keep doing this, but if you're listening to this podcast and you have not listened to Dark Side of the Moon, start to finish. You need to do it. Right. With the lyrics in your hand or with the lyrics, you know, coming up on screen or whatever. Because to me, that is the number one album that I've ever heard that sort of captures the human spirit. Mm-hmm. Like it, all, all parts of it, from us and them and the divisions that we create amongst ourselves as humans to um, time to um, money, right? We're all after money and that whole, that, that whole concept that that is about. Right. Um, uh, what's the other one they got on there where um, we got time to waste? Ah, oh, shit, I can't remember the name of the tune. Um, ticking away, watching, yeah. the, you know, watching the, the, the days tick away. Oh, crap. I know, yeah. now you got me, yeah. yeah so. um, but, you know, but the thing is, the album, you know, the, the, time of the time of the concept album's gone. You know what I mean? So... Right, so that's a good segue into my next question and this whole topic. And there's there's a lot more. I got a, I got a ton more songs and artists that I think are are exceptional in this particular realm. But that brings me to the next point, which is where the hell is all the good music nowadays, right? And I know if you listen, I don't listen to rap. I don't actually like rap, mm-hmm. and it's not for any stereotypical reasons. It's just that some of the some of the beats that they come up with are great. I actually like the rhythms and the and the music itself. But I find like the that cheapy, uh, instantaneous rhyming to be um, that's like a parlor trick, you know. And it gets old. You can do one or two songs like that, but shit, it seems like every rap song is really similar in that regard, and that just it wears me out. But mm-hmm. but I hear from people that like rap that they do tackle a lot of these deeper subjects, and I haven't heard it because I just don't listen to it. But and rock and roll, man, <clears throat> Vietnam War came around, right? How many? 
awesome songs. All CCR's entire career came out of that, just about right. I mean, right. Uh, Grace Slick and all of those, all of those bands that did these protest songs for the war. Where's that? We've had multiple wars right. in the past couple of decades, I guess. Uh, where's that music? Where did it? Where? Did, why is this generation not going like BS, man? We're gonna, we're gonna write protest songs about whatever. I wouldn't have to agree with the, you know, right. the, the protest, but where is all of the artists, the real artists? What happened to them? Yeah, well, you know, and and also you like, you know, the, it, it, you hate because again, we're over the, we're over fifty, and, and I kind of don't want to be my father. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Where mm-hmm. I'm, where I'm kind of like, a, you know, damn kids and this freaking music, <laughs> music is crap. Yeah. Right. But uh, you know, but I I can't help but to listen to what I like to listen to. And then maybe hear a song by by a current artist and be like, I don't know, I I don't understand it. You know, I right. just know what I like just seems better. You know. So and I think I think I approach that. I, I approach new music very open minded. Like try I, to. I'll go into it and I will if I like it, I'm gonna like it. That's sure. it. And I'll give you an example. Um, they're called. Oh damn it! Now I'm just drawing a blank. Hold on. Oh, yeah. you, you, got, have, you got you got food coma, man. You can, <laughs> I probably do. What are they singing? On the Google? warning is they're called. They're three three teenage girls. I want to say they're from South America somewhere, like Brazil. They're called. What the, are they called? The warning. Okay. And they got famous by doing a a cover of a, a hardcore song. I want to say it was a Metallica song or something. They did a they did a a cover version of that in their living room or something. And, okay. And they started to get famous. Oh, they're from Mexico. Oh, they're Mexican. Okay. Um, but those girls rock, man. I mean, that, that to me, modern. They're, they're, I don't think any of them's over twenty-one. They don't look it. Yeah, and they. There's just three of them. Rock. Yep, they're three sisters, if I'm not mistaken. And they got a little bit of grooming. They got. They started to become popular on YouTube, and they somebody discovered them, and you can easily watch the transition from that raw kind of homemade stuff to they started to get some production value in their videos and. Um, but yeah, so they're on tour, and um, you know, I'd go see them. Mm-hmm. I think they rock. To me, that's modern music. Okay. And um, the Pretty Reckless. Have you ever heard? Oh of yeah, that? I love Pretty Reckless. Yeah, yeah that's another like, version. That's a, like that's modern rock and roll. That right. kicks ass, man. To me, they remind me of like Kiss. You know, yeah. Their music doesn't really mean. There's not a whole bunch of depth and meaning like we, we've been talking about. But yeah. it's good music. It's just good old fashioned rock yeah. and roll. So, uh, but I mean, to me, I'm finding that hard. It's hard for me to find that nowadays. It is well. Yeah. Well, I guess probably one of the things I was thinking about when you when you were talking about where is good music, you know, I I think, uh, you know, you you think about how well for one it's it's corporate, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's about money, you know, mm-hmm. and you know I think a while ago I don't know if we talked about it in one of our podcasts, but we even talked about Rush and how like like the record company pushed hard against Rush not to do twenty one twelve right mm-hmm. they wanted a a song with hooks, but but they could, they got away with it, right? Mm-hmm. And I just don't think that's a thing anymore. I think you know, mm-hmm. like, it, and also, uh, you know, all the music, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, who the star is, is being funneled through, you know, just a very small specific number of songwriters, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and there's people that know how to write this stuff, you know, and and that's what becomes that's what becomes famous. And I do think there's like there's good bands out there, and it's funny because I think about like when uh when uh, at when iPod, iPods first came out, right? Because mm-hmm. I got an iPod and I got on Apple, like you know, Apple Tunes or whatever, whatever, they, whatever it was called at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, they had like a great, great. I don't know what it was, but you know, you know, was it fifteen years ago, twenty years ago? That thing was amazing at like recommending, like, hey, if you like this, mm. you'll like this. And I was like, so there was a period, like in maybe two thousand. Two to two thousand seven, six, seven, mm-hmm. where I was just like stacking music because I was just finding a lot of good stuff. But you like, you should tell me how much you like bowling for soup. Was that I love bowling for soup? Yeah, yeah. Well, that, again, they're 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 uh, pop punk. Yeah, that got kind of in a pop punk thing, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. where where that to me that was rock, and I, and it, and it kind of drives me crazy that. And again, fine, hip hop is still popular. That's sure, great, yeah, yeah. you know. But whatever. But the thing is though that there was this moment where like you were like we kind of had and both of us kind of got into grunge. And mm-hmm. uh, and then you know grunge and and this kind of pop punk and and so forth, you know. And then it's you know it, it just burns out. You're just like, why is this burning? Why is this yes. not not lasting? You know, yeah. uh, because to me it's good music. And again, you talk about like there's you talk about 
uh, song, songs that tell stories, songs that have philosophy, mm-hmm. songs that, you know, you know, matter outside of like, you know, relationship, you know, and again, love, love ballads, fine, whatever, you sure. know, you know, they're great, but yeah, there's a place for it. Yeah. But, but, but there's also a, a, a huge place for Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So I don't know if I ever told you this, but that is the very first song that I actually memorized the lyrics to. Wow. That's the very first one. And there's a lot of lyrics to that damn song. Yeah. And some of the lyrics, you know, it's yeah. like a God, depressing song. Yeah. No. But I, I, the story is what captivated me. You know, the, the story of the ship and, and how the Indians even wove in the, the Indian folklore in there, you know, about the Lake right. Kichigumi. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, yeah. Oh yeah, and it's and you know that kind of stuff. But I think I home. think I think it's interesting, and this is really um, I won't say it's guesswork. I know a little bit, but I'm by no means any kind of historical expert on any of this stuff. But I think what happened is um, when Elvis and the Beatles hit, um, larger larger corporations realized how much money that they could make, and they started um, searching for these people and grooming them, right, mm-hmm. and then giving them money up front to do things and so on, right. Queen's a great example, right? They right. gave these guys a shit ton of money up in the in the front to, to start making records. And, of course, they made plenty of money back in return. But I think that that's died, right, with most of the most of the record industry, as in vinyl records um, and CDs, physical media kind of mm-hmm. died. So when streaming started coming around, it became less lucrative. It was too easy for people to steal music. And they stopped making as much money, so they stopped putting money into um, developing, finding artists and developing artists. Like there's a famous story about um, uh, Rasta Man. What's his name? Um, the Rasta, most famous Rasta. Oh, you mean uh, Bob Marley? Marley. Bob yeah. Marley, yep. Famous story. That guy was literally like, I think, singing on the streets, like mm-hmm. making up Rastafarian rap or whatever you wanted to call his music. And somebody discovered him and said, like, this guy's pretty cool. And he's got a neat vibe and all that sort of stuff. Let's bring it. And they had to teach him everything. He didn't know anything. And they literally built that guy from a, a marketing um, and talent perspective. And then he became Bob Marley and he's famous, you know, and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So that level of commitment from big money is gone. So except the Taylor Swifts and uh, I don't even know who these modern artists are. Because, uh, yeah, Kate, that's the end Katie of my... Perry, Katie I guess. Perry, yeah, those, yeah, those kind of artists, those big, big pop stars. Um, so I think that the musicianship is still there. I think there's probably plenty of bands out there that are making great music, but you just can't freaking find them. Right. Because all those guys can do is record stuff. And, I mean, technology's awesome nowadays. You can record beautiful stuff in your garage. With, right. I mean, we're recording this podcast on a thing that's only barely bigger than your wallet. Right. So the tech is there. But it's finding these guys once they produce this music. Well, and, they, and, they can, part, I think. and they can put it out there. I mean, like they can put it on Spotify or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but how are you going to find it? Well, that's what I was saying earlier. Is yeah, that, what, you, is what that, kind of recommendations are you getting? That's getting skewed, right, right. by the people who are. So you'll, they'll recommend Perry, um, Katy Perry to you. But well, will they recommend, you know, Joe's Garage Band? Probably well, not. You know, I, I, well, it's kind of twofold. Like, again, like, like, I, like I don't, because I, I, I use Spotify, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Is that a plug? We're not sponsored by Spotify, in case anyone's we're wondering. On, we're on Spotify. Yeah, but anyway, they don't sponsor so, uh, for anything. We, we pay them. They don't pay us. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. But, uh, so, but, but with that said, uh, uh, you know, there's, there's the algorithm. Like, I, I, I'll i listen to something that, you right. know. Because, you know, I do that thing where I'm like, oh, well, for okay, well, the first point is that I don't have the dedication to, like, pour through a lot of music and, and, and right. pull out what I like and what I don't. Right. I mean, I have a playlist right now that, is a playlist that every time I, I think, oh my gosh, it's been a while because you and I were talking about Kansas a while ago, mm-hmm. and I actually liked the the they had an album in the eighties called Power. I liked it, mm-hmm. so I dumped a couple songs on there. So this this is an ever growing playlist, okay. right? And uh, and so it's got probably got like eighty hours of music that just constantly kind of this is growing. Mm-hmm. I've got a couple other playlists that I have. Maybe I have like a country playlist or whatever, mm-hmm. and it just can, and I just you know. <laughs> But uh, and just a quick side note, funny story. I recently was with some friends, and we and we were traveling, you know, from for like about five hours, and they were like, they were like, God damn, how much Bob Seger? <laughs> 
Can you It's just like nothing but Bob Seger. And I'm like, I swear to God, it's not. It may be like five Bob Seger songs, but 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 the but Spotify playlist was like, uh, turn the page, motherfucker. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, so so we, uh, uh, but you know, so I, so like I'll start listening to stuff, but I you know I, I don't have the dedication that, that mm. hey, if you like this, you will like this, mm. and I, I do it like three or four times. I'm like, no, 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 waste of time. Right. Uh, but that's the thing is the algorithm is not like is not what it used to be. Yeah. And um, I wonder why that is. I, I don't mean, know. I, yeah. I, maybe it's, maybe it's a glut. Maybe there's so much music. It could be that, or I, I'm I'm thinking sinister. You know, I'm thinking that the the, the people sure. that you know they pay more. It's pay to play. Right. Basically, same with Google. You know, you <laughs> you pay enough money and you come up as number one in the Google right. search and so on. So. Well, that's another thing too. Recently, you talk about artists. I, I always kind of want to circle around about artists I don't like. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I've never been in, like a Neil Young fan. Oh, can't stand him. Yeah, I don't like anything about Neil Young. I know, his, and, not and his recently, music or his his politics or any of that. Stuff. Yeah, well, recently he was like a. Oh, you know uh, they're gonna play Joe Rogan on Spotify. If yeah, you, yeah. And and if you, don't, like, if you don't stop, I'm gonna take all my music like, on Spotify. Go, oh like, my God! It's almost like it's you. almost like <laughs> it's almost like back in you know like that girl you were kind of dating and you were kind of like, uh, you know, I think we need to break up. You're like, thank God, <laughs> that saved me so much hassle. Oh yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh well, if that's you know like you're, you're you don't want to say anything because yeah, you're kind of like. Yeah. Well, if I say the wrong thing, she'll stick around. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, okay. I think it's best uh, as well. Yeah. I think you need to find your happiness elsewhere. <laughs> I think it's the right thing for you. I think honestly, it's yeah. I think I think if that's what you want, yeah, you really right. need to find your okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's not. You know, you don't even want to say it. it's not yeah. going to be easy for me. Well, if it's not going to be easy for you, no, 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 no. no I'll be yeah, fine. Yeah. No, no, I'll but, make it. I'll make it. Yeah, I'll get counseling. <laughs> Uh, but but uh, no, but like yeah, when Neil Young fun. was like, I'm gonna pull my music from Spotify. It's like yeah, whatever, man. Yeah, do it. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. but uh, but anyway, with that we said, need to do we need to do a whole episode on that. Just rant on artists that are super popular that we don't like. Yes, yeah. maybe that, maybe next time yeah. uh, because because again, and and there's art, there's artists that like I said that people are like you know I know if we had a well we do have a Twitter feed but. But if people got on there, they would hate on us for not liking the Beatles. But it's mm. I'm subjective, man. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, and I just it, you know, it, it, it's interesting that we have kind of similar stuff. Like, mm. like I was, you know, man, people like love Neil Young, mm-hmm. but and Bob Dylan, and yeah. I'm just kind of like, God, you know, it's funny because I love Tom Petty, mm-hmm. you know, and Tom Petty has kind of a, you know, he's, he's not the most melodic singer ever, but yeah, I yeah. love his music. Yeah, yeah. But you know, but Bob Dylan, man, it just that's like a cult following to me. Yeah, that's what oh, it seems weird. like from the outside. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. So yeah, not a big fan. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think at the end of the day, I think it's it's hard to find good music nowadays. And I think that's the uh, that's a breakdown of the institution of the music business. And and there was plenty of bad stuff that the music business did. Right? Mm-hmm. They took way advantage of so many people, and they ruined lives. And sure. they did a lot of bad stuff. But for the consumer. It was actually a pretty good system, I think, that was in place. And now it's not, so mm-hmm. it's 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 hard to find music that I like. And then again, if you are younger and you actually like the modern music, it's probably not a problem. You yeah. probably think it the other way, like oh, I have all access to so much music. I can listen to stuff from the '30s and the stuff from yesterday. Mm-hmm. But I don't. Uh, you made fun of me when you asked me if I had Spotify to listen to our first podcast. I'm like, yeah, nope, don't use it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I don't. I don't stream. The only thing I really stream is, is uh, movies on TV, and that's it. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, the whole it's 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 crazy to me because you're talking earlier about your uh, the, the individual you knew, and he gave you all, his whole digital library. And I remember, like, you know, I went from we 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 talked about this before, like. From you know vinyl to eight track to cassette mm-hmm. to CD mm-hmm. to digital media or or to yeah the digital media mm-hmm. to, to streaming yeah yeah, yeah stream and now streaming you know yeah. like where I, I you know I still own all my music I still have my mm-hmm. CDs and I still have that have that have they're sitting in a closet mm-hmm. you know and I and I still have like digital purchases mm-hmm. but now but which is kind of weird too because I definitely there have definitely been songs that I'm kind of like oh I want to listen to this song. And uh, and then I've uh, I've gone back to uh, to uh, find it on like digital and it doesn't mm-hmm. it, it's not there you mm-hmm. know you know another thing too that bugs me <laughs> this is a since we're ranting so we're ranting yeah is uh, a lot of these digital things like like live albums mm-hmm. there's and also like even like a like like you mentioned Pink Floyd or any kind of concept album sometimes there'll be songs that you're kind of like 
these two songs need to be played together. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but even though, the, but when they're tracked out, they're they're split. Yeah. Like an example, I always use is uh, is uh, Live Bullet, uh, Traveling Man, Beautiful Loser. Mm-hmm. Those two songs run they go right together. They yeah. go together, yeah. but they're tracked out differently, right? Mm-hmm. And there's nothing on there where I can take those things and, and mesh them it, together. Yeah, if, mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm if I'm you know shuffling my playlist. It's yeah. going to play, and it just ruins them. Yeah, Jackson Brown, the loadout and stay. It's a very same thing. Those, yeah, that songs are. It should be one song because yeah. it's the same story. Right. I don't know why he called them two different songs. I don't, I don't know why that originally was two different right. songs, but right. Yeah, same deal. Yeah. And Pink Floyd. I mean, just the wall. That's all one yeah, great the, big giant concept. Yeah, yeah. Just, just play it through. Just closer yeah. through. Yeah. Yeah. Which with that, would you talk about impact? We were t- we were doing the podcast talking about film impacts. Man, that that. that hit me between the eyes like nothing when i heard because i was familiar with pink floyd before that was a little bit before my time you know but i was real familiar with dark side of the moon uh, and a couple of other individual songs that they had done because of my older brothers but i got the wall and it was mine like i bought it on eight track once by the way wow yep (laughs) and it was 1980 80 or 81 i can't remember um but i had one of those little blue plastic eight track players with a t handle on top you click the handle down to change the track you know but uh anyways but um i got the lyrics to that thing and i just read through and and the story just stuck with me and i i feel like i'm repeating myself 50 times here but story is important to me i mean it really is because that's what that's what draws me in you know and that one just man that got me and you can interpret it in so many different ways and here's the weird part my dad is 84 now i think he's 84 it was probably 20 years ago i turned him on to the wall and explained to him what it was mm-hmm. and he's a wall fan wow listens to it all the time that's cool yeah i know i'm like what and then <laughs> so he grew up i grew up with him listening to country music and patsy mm-hmm. klein and all of that sure. you know old old uh what they call it classic country which is good stuff yeah it's great stuff Ooh, um it's great stuff. <laughs> yes <laughs> i'm beating up the microphone here um but I never in a million years would have expected him to listen to that. Mm-hmm. And then later on, I turned him on to um, Ziggy Stardust, and he loves it. Really? This is a David Bowie. I'm like, Jesus, he's in his 80s, man, and I bought him the CDs, and he listens to them. So, wow. Hey, more power to you, I guess. Well, that's, man, that's good for your brain, man. Yeah, I guess so, man. Yeah. One thing we should do, just thinking, thinking maybe we can turn it into a thing, mm-hmm. is... Uh, is uh, with these podcasts we should try to find you know maybe one piece of music a week okay that's new music and we'll share it and we, i mean we can't play it on here right, but right, we, can, right. we can recommend it okay and, yeah. we, and and i can play it you can play it to, for ourselves you know sure. so yeah, yeah. but uh yeah because because again you know listening to the bands we like you know and, and we do like a lot of the same bands you know but but uh i just like that i just like you know pretty you know pretty uh heavy 70s rock you know 80s yeah. rock like like again, we've already talked about a couple of them, but you know, like Boston, Rush, Ario mm-hmm. Speedwagon, mm-hmm. Uh, Sticks, yep. Kansas, all, all the those usuals, kind of, yep. yeah, all those power, yep. power bands, you know, you know, in the '80s, you know, Van Halen and, mm-hmm. and all those folks, and uh, and you know, but just to find some some good music and yeah, and just kind of share it because because again, when we're talking, and it's and, and I do feel like an old man sometimes just because yeah. like I'll find something and I'm like, oh my god, this is new music. When did it, when when did it come out? 2007 holy smokes it's like it's like, yeah, it's like Get wow. off my lawn. i know exactly but it's still, but you know good is good yeah no but, that, that's that's true yeah. and it's funny because you do bump into stuff sometimes that you, you, you you're unaware of but um yeah I, I i sometimes i veer off the beaten path and especially with music and and somehow i got turned on to steve Vai in the early 90s and I, and he was he was with frank zappa for a while oh. and, and then he did um he actually played i think adrian vandenberg from white snake mm-hmm. uh he injured his hand or something so um steve i actually played on that their big popular album mm-hmm. and went on tour with him until um adrian's hand got healed and stuff but then he he, he played a little bit with the, he played on one record with david lee roth after mm-hmm. he had left van halen yeah was uh, it uh skyscraper Oh, we really? Mm-hmm. Who, who, who was on? Uh, oh God! The, Eat him and smile. Yes, that was that was Steve I too, wasn't it? Whew, you challenging look, me? Maybe. Let me yeah, look. could be. Yeah, it could be. That was a great album, by but the way. But that's where he had the double the double heart guitar. I remember watching yeah, him yeah, play yeah. with two two uh, opposing necks. But anyway, yes, yeah, so I got into him um, when he really started to take off on his own, and uh, 
man, that guy just blows my mind with the creativity and the songwriting and the structure of his songs. And for his first couple albums, it didn't even have lyrics. Mm-hmm. It was all musical stuff. And then um, he got into some lyrics and stuff. But anyway, um, yes, yeah, so sometimes I do go off on, on tangents, but ultimately I like what I like. That's it. And, and, and so, yeah. And yes, it was him. Steve Eat, I was Eat on Eat Him and Smile. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, he played on, it doesn't look like he played on, uh, no, because like he was, I mean, he was definitely on Yankee Rose, which is a, which yep. is a great song. Yep. Going crazy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. But I will say, I'm going to wrap up with this. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Cool. Sorry. So you and I have, have shared a couple of musical experiences together, Rush being one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say my most memorable musical experience that I've shared with Tony is after Hurricane David. We took my 68 Camaro, and we drove up to my, my dad's house in West Palm Beach. Andrew. Hurricane Andrew. Hurricane Andrew. What did yep. I say? David. David, sorry. No, it was Andrew. Yep. Um, so we were both stationed in Key West, and the hurricane missed us and beat the crap out of Miami. Yeah, it did. <laughs> yep. And um, so me and Tony took phone numbers of all the, the people down in the Keys whose parents were in Idaho or wherever, and we went up to my dad's house and made phone calls and let folks know that you know, your kid's okay, but we I'd don't have about phone that. lines. Yeah. And um, two things that I remember the most about that trip. One is as you drove north up the Keys, we started to see telephone poles and trees just slightly leaning. Mm-hmm. And then you drive a little bit more and the poles were leaning a little bit more. And then you drive a little bit more and they were like way leaning. And then as you rounded the corner into Homestead, Coming up one. And that's where it hit, by the way. Yeah, that's exactly what the eye of the hurricane went right through there. There used to be a trailer park that you could see. And literally, it was a big slab of concrete. There mm-hmm. was nothing left mm-hmm. there. And that was crazy to me. I remember that. And you remember seeing right through the Holiday Inn? It was yeah, like a 20-story was... building yep. and all the glass was out. And yep. you could see like a skeleton yep. and you could see straight through. But, I remember that. Yep. So that, and then also how many times we played Boston. We just oh, I cranked Boston on that trip and over and over and over again. Yeah. We listened to Boston. Both of us screamed at the top of our lungs. Because like, I was a that was the days when I had like a six zillion watt amplifier and six by nines <laughs> all over that car. Like Camaro, dude, yeah. let's be honest, man. You white trash the yeah, crap. I was white trashed all the way, dude. Yeah, totally. Uh, for sure. But well, I had fun, man. I liked it. It was yeah, a it was good. Was fun. Well, yeah, the, we we took a few trips up Miami, but I remember that. I remember yeah. I remember like a like because again, we have different tastes of music, but a lot of our tastes are pretty, yep. pretty parallel. Pretty close, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think we're a lot closer on music than we are in movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah I maybe. think. Yeah, because we well, share it's funny because because liking is one thing, mm-hmm. but when you mentioned because I didn't know because we were actually learning a lot about right now mm-hmm. each other right now mm-hmm. because for me to say something like I don't like you know you go I don't like Bob Dylan I don't like Bob Dylan either yeah, you know yeah, yeah. you know and and again when I say don't like just I know we're really treading on some probably the third row for some people mm-hmm. I don't care about him as a person yeah. I just am not a big I mean yeah. who, who who I'm sure he's a very nice person yeah. okay but uh, so when I say I don't like it's just that I am not a particular fan of his music and and that's my subjective opinion you know yeah same here. like like neil young i think he's got a whiny ass voice yeah and it drives me crazy man yeah. that you bob know? dylan harmonica man oh, oh my god. god i shut it off as quick as i can when it comes on i really oh, I do, know man. i know I really you know and people are like remember when bob dylan uh, went electric i don't care no don't know i, I don't care didn't pay attention then i'm yeah. not paying attention I, 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 wow it's different that's great i didn't even know he was still alive I, 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 I found that he's still alive he's still just alive a couple weeks ago yeah yeah he's still so, but, but, but again, you know, there are definitely uh, artists out there that have voices that are. are well, uh, how many people make fun of Getty Lee, right? Oh yeah, for that. But, thing. Oh, but his, his voice is amazing. But I like it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, but he can he can do things with his voice that are. I know. Insane. So yeah. anyway, so but game. yeah, sorry, we keep we keep no, we're, yeah, we're yeah, going out of hole here. But yeah. uh, well, so yeah, you said did you say there was two things though? You said Boston going. Yeah, crap. and the, the visuals of that oh. trip. And then Boston. I just remember we cranked up Boston in that white trash Camaro. Oh like, my God, like man! It was no tomorrow. I don't think man. It had Windows AC. down. I don't think it had AC. No, no, there was no AC. Nope. Yeah, nope. And yeah, we, yeah. That Windows was amazing. Windows down. Boston cranked, man. I know, man. Was it both albums or was it? The I think first? it was just the first one because that's that's my favorite by far. Yeah, the second one's good. Yeah, not too bad. Third one's a, but, is, but, it blows. Yeah, the first one's not good in my. Or the, the third one's not good. No, it's, it's like maybe one good song. Yeah. Right? Well, but that's the thing they had to appease the corporate. They, well, they signed the contract man, for three. Uh, who's that? Uh, Tom Tom Schultz is Tom the guitarist. Schultz, yeah. He's the guitarist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. Uh, 
Yeah, and I've seen I've seen some YouTube videos with him, mm-hmm. and there, and I, there's one guy uh, on a oh man, I wish I could I should give him a plug. Uh, he he does a uh, music breakdowns, and I'm not a, I'm not a musical artist, but mm-hmm. sometimes it's just like hey, it's interesting interesting to see how a bridge gets built or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or whatever. And he talks about you know, of course, uh, and again differences in the way music is now mm-hmm. and the way it was back then. Mm-hmm. Tom Schultz, you know, or people like even like Alan Parsons or whoever, mm-hmm. but definitely Tom Schultz. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a that is the ultimate garage band. Yeah, I mean they he did that first album literally think, in yeah, his garage, and it's in his garage. Yeah. And it's interesting because because you know CBS, which you know he never got along with it, it, the first album. The mm-hmm. I think it was. Uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but he. Uh, Sorry, it was my watch. Go that's again. all right. That's okay. So uh, he, uh, uh, you know, they they. Uh, they you know say okay we're going to produce this album and they wanted him to go back out and go in the studio and redo it and he's like no yeah. you know but 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 there's things on the there's things on the album like where this guy I'll, I'll talk about him next time where he says yeah this is actually him playing this the same intro twice and mm-hmm. he's like layered it on top of each other and mm-hmm. it gives it the sound that it has mm-hmm. you know and you can you know you can break it and I'm I'm just like you know, it just didn't, uh, you know, it's a few notes. I'm just mm-hmm. blown away, yeah. you know? No, and, and again, we just don't have Wasn't that. he an MIT grad? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, he, and matter of fact, his amps and everything like that, he... He made them. He, and he yeah, sells he them, them now. Yeah. You can yeah. still buy them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they, it, but, but yeah, you know, I sometimes I think, man, I'd love to learn how to play the guitar. And the reason I'd like to learn how to play the guitar is because I want to play a guitar yeah. like, <laughs> like him. Like that, yeah. Like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah. again, if anybody's listening to this and they're like, what are they, who are they talking about, Boston? Oh, my God. And by the way, Boston's first album, self-titled. Yeah, okay, I think it probably came out like in '76 or '77, '77, like I think something yeah. like that. Yeah, and uh, uh, it it was like it may even still be like the number one debut album of a band. Yeah, like it sold yeah. a bazillion. Well, I will tell you this: that I'm very mood music mood driven. So in other words, I can change my mood based on what music I listen to. Right. Very much so. Like right. I'm hypersensitive to that. And so I'll feel like I'm dragging or something going mm-hmm. to work. When I oh, man, I just need something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Invariably, I pick Boston. Sure, uh, every time because that is so awesome. The just the pipe organ, the guitar. Oh my god, the positivity of it. It's it's uplifting, but still crunchy at the same time. Oh, right, I love it. And, yeah. and again, bringing it back around to the topic of this uh, po- uh, podcast, uh, you know, music to live by. That whole yeah. album, yeah, absolutely, is is amazing. Yeah, you know, foreplay, long time. Yep. You know. Well, more than a feeling, that's exactly what it's about. It's the power of music, right? Yeah. It's about it's more than a feeling. This is like right. this is, it's 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 to your core, you know, that you yeah. that you this impact. Yeah. Gives me chills that damn song. Yeah. Good song. It's amazing. Okay, yeah. well, right. uh, I don't know how long we've been talking. Yeah, about I don't too know. Long. Let's end it there because I mean I got notes here. I'm just gonna run through quick. Like, uh, oh look at this, I got Bob Seger <laughs> on my notes. What do okay. you know? Okay, let me ask you this: okay. best live album. Um, best live album, Frampton Comes Alive. Okay, we're on the same page. Yeah, without a doubt. By, by far. I would say uh, uh, that, I, I love Silver uh, Light Bullet. Okay. And uh, One More From the Road, Skinner. Okay, One yeah. More From the Road, not bad. Um, yeah. I would throw in there um, Cheap Trick, Live of Budokan. Oh, my God. Yep. Amazing album. And I would throw in there Kiss Alive 2. Alive okay. 1 was, was epic, but yeah. Alive 2 was way more polished to okay. me. Like, like it's, a, it's just a better album in terms of the recording and the music right. and stuff. Yeah. Right. But I will tell you, yeah, but the funny thing about Cheap, cheap Trick of Budokan, for people that don't know, it was recorded in Budokan. Yeah. Which is in Japan. In Japan, yeah. And, I, and it's funny because... Uh, you know, they would announce the songs, and I'm pretty sure nobody in the audience yeah, they spoke didn't, English, didn't right? Mean, yeah. And so, and so he'd say something like, "You know, this is off. Yeah, our this, next this album. This next one's off the new album. Yeah, album. And the crowd goes, "Fuck!" No freaking clue. You know, but you know, but but but, but uh, which one was it? Uh, Surrender. The, the live version of Surrender yeah. is so is much better awesome. than yes. the studio. Yeah, album. the studio was not good. Yeah, it's almost poppy. Yeah, but the but the but the Budokan version it clearly. Bunny Rock. Carlos on the drums, just killing it, man. Uh, no, just killing it. What yeah. a great, yeah. I, I would it. that would definitely be on, on the top list. But yeah, yeah Frampton comes alive with the with the voice yeah. thing. You know, well, it's not only that. It's like to me, it's just a good the, album. Yeah, the, 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 all the songs are good. They're right. better, like you just said. They're better than the studios. Right. Um, but then 
even like it's it's like the arrangement of the songs is good the pacing of it is really good you know it's yeah. like it, one flows into the next and sometimes you're up and you're rocking and the next time he, right. you know he'll play something a little more mellow and right. gives you a chance to catch your breath and then off to another really good one and then yeah. of course you know do you feel as the as oh the clincher God, yeah man. it's like it's, yeah. yeah well it's lightning in a bottle kind of thing yeah you know what I mean? yeah no like, doubt yeah so. which by the way um i'm gonna add this in the podcast just in case anybody hasn't seen this um, if you didn't know this, that that guitar was involved in an airplane crash mm. in South America. And, oh, I heard, and heard it, about this. Yep, and it was lost. And there's a big old long story around it, but eventually it was refound and re-delivered to Peter Frampton. And you can find that video on YouTube. And yeah. uh, they, they captured the moment when the guy brought the guitar back to Peter Frampton and he opened the case. And I swear to you, you can see the goosebumps like on him mm-hmm. when he opens his case and he looks up and he goes this is my guitar and it's like it's like somebody found his kid you know what i mean right. it was like it, it is a cool ass story it's I, one of those like rock and roll stories that will live forever i'll have to look it up yeah it's super cool yeah, yeah that happened recently didn't it yeah within the last few years yeah 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 so but yeah frampton's amazing yeah cool okay cool dude okay we're all right out. we'll keep we're talking out. about we're this out. all yeah. night yeah, okay no doubt. We'll probably will continue to talk about this. Yeah, probably. But, but <laughs> we're, we're, we're done boring <laughs> you guys. We're going to hit the stop button. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, well, again, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, and we will uh, see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye.